Welcome to another fantabulous edition of the world-renowned show, Sideshow Frasier. This is a podcast about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. We are in the middle of season one, right towards the end here. I am Steve Shackelford. I am joined, as always, by Jordan Wilson over there. Jordan, your shirt is a plain black today. Really let me down. It got your attention, though. Because now it's just void, the, the devoid ab- of anything. The absence of light got my attention, yes. And we're getting a lot of feedback about your shirts. People want them. They want to see more photos of the shirts. I've got ideas, and I think I'm going to start doing shirts. And you didn't create any of them, so we're not going to sell you anything. I have no, no interest in your <laughs> money, but we will take pictures of Jordan's wacky shirts that distract me on a weekly basis here. So like I mentioned... We're a Sideshow Frasier podcast where we talk about Frasier and one other show. This week, we're on Season 1, Episode 21 of Frasier. That is the episode Travels with Martin. And our Sideshow of the week is The Simpsons. Burns' Air is the episode. I believe it is Season 5, Episode 18. Some really fun ones there. Some say one of the best episodes of Season 5. For Burns is air there. Yeah. I don't know them all off the top of my head, but it's definitely one of my favorite Mr. Burns episodes. Absolutely. And yeah, one of the most like original storylines. Cause I don't think it's not like, I mean, that, is it like some kind of an allegory? I mean, there's a lot of references. You know, there's in references. There. There's always references, but is it an allegorical tale? From the story, yeah, the just bequeathing my stuff to a kid because I'm lonely. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it would be referencing. And there. then, like, making them your heir, your son, like, taking them. I feel like there it's was some, be some old school stuff. I'm like probably a, just too yeah, dumb to know. We're just, we don't know enough about literature. <laughs> Good Lord. Can I see your feet right now? This is the worst. <laughs> What? This podcast gets worse all the time. What's wrong with these clouds? We will never go to YouTube I, for this reason. You know, it's funny because I think about it <clears throat> all the time. I'm like, you know, <laughs> really? I, well, I do. It's, it's like, you know, it's not exactly couth at my age to wear flip flops in a comfortable setting because that does mean that one would have to be barefoot. But. You're basically like my brother, so I just don't care. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say your brother also shares my nope. astute I mean, opinions. You're, you're about- like my brother. We're okay. like brothers, and so I just don't care. All it's right. like if you if it bothers you, I'm like, no, I don't care. It, it doesn't bother okay. me. I'm just reminding you why this will be, if we ever do transition to a video streaming platform, this will be head up all the People time. People have to just look at my feet. Oh, God. We're not going to get a foot cam in here. <laughs> we're, not get, we're not welcoming those pervs onto this podcast. Good God. A specific foot cam. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yes, the Frasier episode travels with Martin. Essentially, what happened in this one here is that Frasier, Martin, Niles, and Daphne go on a road trip in a Winnebago. Yeah, Martin's first taste of the Winnebago life. Is it? That's right. Yeah. He does say it's his first taste of the Bago oh, life. I mean, I don't know if it's his the character. I just mean like in the show, we've never seen. This is where we realize that, you know, Marty likes Winnebago's. 
Yeah, he's for a, sure. He's it a trailer kind of guy. It comes into play later on in the yeah. series, but I did forget that we had a nice early Bago. Would you go with a Bago or would you go with like a Class A motorhome? Or like a like a sweet destination trailer because I'll tell you what I go go for as a destination trailer. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to tow behind, but I also don't want to drive that giant cruise ship Winnebago like they those had. Those are huge. So those are huge. I guess I'd go with a tow behind, but man, I don't like either option really. So Give like me the tow behind. The tow, like a fifth wheel. Yeah. Give okay. me a travel trailer. Travel like the little teardrop nice. ones you can win on Ooh, prices, right? Okay, so one of those like cool, like a little camper ones. That's all I need. Oh, okay. See, I'd go with big old luxury bad boy. Well, yeah. You, I can, go drive, you can handle that. I think so. Hoss. I think I could take a couple of classes. I'd be good. Up uh, a mountain? Yeah. Mm, is it automatic? <laughs> I, that's what I worry about. I'm like, if I get in over my head somewhere, I don't want to be in a big old but, hoss, I man. went on a ski trip one time and felt in over my head driving around, yeah. you know, in the in the mountains on, on snowy roads. I'm from Texas <laughs> in the suburbs. Yeah. I don't know. Like, our roads are paved I actually thought here. to myself, I was like, are there like chains in the back that I'm supposed to throw around these tires? Is that a thing? If that's a thing, right? I do I spike them? How do I do this? I don't know that chains are a thing really tire chains yeah i mean like i've heard of them but i don't know when to use them yeah it's just extra traction technically you could probably use tire chains in the mud well that would be useful oh, for us down okay here. all right i didn't think about that i don't mud often i've been taking mudding before back in my youth somebody uh, took you mudding i believe so <laughs> <laughs> some some older dude or something. I don't even remember. Like your sister's boyfriend or something. Maybe. Come on, go, I feel like it was probably some senior when I was a sophomore or something, and I don't even remember who. And that guy probably had no brain. He was probably just like, hey, some mud. I like to go right in the mud. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine it was anyone highly intelligent. Well, those were the days. Not really. <laughs> those were terrible days. Those were some days. All right. So travels with Martin here. Uh, Fun fact about this episode, this is actually John Mahoney's favorite episode of the series. Hmm. Yeah. I told you, he's a, he's a Winnebago guy. Clearly, I think he does uh, like how much he's featured in this one, and maybe because he didn't have to move much. He was like, I got to sit almost the entire episode in just this one chair, because yeah. he does that most weeks. But it's more, I don't know, he's got to move around with that little cane. I don't sure. think he had to use the cane at all in this episode. He just got to, like, move about the <laughs> the little Winnebago set, which was not big at all. It's like, yeah, it's easy. This is great. I like that. It only took, like, one day to film, probably. Would, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they there wasn't a lot of setups here. I wasn't checking out the camera work at every spot. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a pretty tight, narrow little set. They went to the bear shop, the little souvenir gift shop, but that was about it. <laughs> You know, a couple that's different true. angles of the Winnebago. That's, that's true. for sure. They set up some side angles and they had to shoot the, uh, the like handheld stuff. So the credits. what scene. you're saying to me, what I'm hearing is John Mahoney hates blocking. He hated blocking. I mean, I would imagine I just hate learning it. I think walking with that walker would suck after a while. Right, like, you're like to hunch over yeah, all the time. And you're like, pretend, yeah. yeah, you're like, all right, this was cool for like the first few episodes, but man, I hope this kind of doesn't go for 11 seasons or something. <laughs> and then you're like, crap, here we go. That's kind of funny to think of like outside elements that would just kill a show. I, I think he, I mean, I wouldn't like that particular prop after a while like, and ugh. that particular, like I said, the hunch might get me more than anything. Can we write in some kind of surgery? That's yeah, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Miracle. Is Daphne going to get him any better at any point? Like, does she make progress Good news, on Dr. him? Dr. Crane, we've cued you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, his back just cracks open. You're like, oh, he's like Tiny Tim or, you know, Forrest Gump breaking off his little braces. <laughs> he's cured. Oh, my gosh. Old age has been reversed. New legs. <laughs> So we start this episode at uh, KACL. Fraser's excited about going on vacation. Basically, he he's got a week off. Uh, Ross says she's going to Ireland with her mom. I've only traveled abroad a couple times. Ireland has not been any of my stops. Oh, I've never been to Ireland. Before we get to get into, get into Ireland, did you catch the? I think the little part where where Fraser was reading off the pamphlets that he had, and Roz looked at one of them and said, "Golden Door Spa." Yes, I did. Is that? I mean, I know that's not Le Cotelé or whatever the place, you know, no. that place was called, but do you think that's a veiled reference to like... I think it was just like a nice setup I, okay. where, the, where they kind of note that's a character trait that like, where would Fraser want to go? Place and, with a golden and so, door. Yeah, they're like yeah. places with golden doors, expensive spas. And so eventually, <laughs> that's just like something that's on a note on, on a, a drywall yeah. somewhere and they're like, man, let's do a golden door spa episode or we something like that. We need a like joke that. here, yeah. And then, like, how do we just elevate it at each stage? Because that, that is a great episode. I forget the name of the place. Like you said, the spa they the hit spa up. The spa that's invite only and, yeah, progressively gets higher and higher in levels. Yes, you'll have to forgive me. My memory's bad. I'm, okay. I'm too dug into episode 21 from <laughs> season one right now. Come on. Get it together. Sorry. Uh, so we do see that Fraser does a three-hour solo show here. That is tough to be like, I'm just going to do solo radio callers only i mean roz will help you a little bit but not really it's pretty much just you and call-ins and giving advice yeah for three hours solo just 15, taking calls yeah 15 hours a week sucks yeah he's had practice though he did it on christmas well yeah he did it on i know he's got practice <laughs> doing it i mean he had could to do you, it all day in a private practice you, I it's bet just you could annoying do it. i bet you could do a three hour long radio show by yourself yeah, it's just hard to make it entertaining enough to listen to. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of times they said the advice is going to be like, yeah, I mean, you're probably pretty messed up in the head. I would try to accept yourself a little more or like Maybe. seek professional help. Don't just call into a radio show. Like <laughs> That's what's telling me. Yeah, you're probably going to need to meet with somebody professionally about that. And you probably require some level of therapy. So. Stay on the line. Let's take the next caller. <laughs> yeah, that's what's tough about this show format. I'm like, ooh, I yeah. mean, yeah. but he doles out his pops psychiatry advice anyway well, but three hours solo Sue Johansson uh, did it she died jordan i know she passed away I okay know. of course well, she passed away she was 95 when she was doing her show canadian sex legend sue johansson has died at 96 or 7 according to jordan over there right <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that she didn't make the hundred google.jordan uh yeah she i don't know i don't know i have no idea i don't know her life story i just know <laughs> i know that great she reporting did, she did a three-hour show thanks for doing your research <laughs> and bringing up this tragic death without any follow-up i don't know where the death came from Frazier <laughs> starts complaining to roz about his relationship with martin uh, so basically, like, hey, I wish I were as close with my old man to go overseas, like you're going overseas with your mom. Um, I have not traveled alone with a parent. Me neither. I probably don't want to. I mean, no. If well, I, that's not true. I, I mean, I did like Indian guides campouts with my dad. Uh, yeah. I mean, as a kid, you're required to. Yeah. And 
it would be fun. Um, I couldn't sleep in the same room as him though because of my, well, my dad because of his massive snoring. Okay, and I also snore, so there's no there's no way. Yeah, I just think the uh, the road trip portion, me and my old man would kill each other, and then <laughs> Lord knows when. <laughs> I mean, we just. I want to do, do. I want to do your dad making small talk. I want to do him small talk. Oh, you see anything good on the TikTok lately? TikTok is for youngs. I'm old like you, you geriatric old man. <laughs> I love you. Do you want to stop and get a corn dog? Oh, uh, corn dogs are part of the Wellington family. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> he knows enough about corn dogs. Maybe he'd pull me over for a truck stop corn dog. I like your dad one, but he not a he wouldn't eat a, a chili dog though. No, I I wouldn't recommend a truck stop chili dog by any means. Uh, and then no driving across country with my mom would be cool, but I'd probably want someone else around, just similar to Frazier and Martin here. Sure, it's good to have a buffer, you know. Well, yeah, it, it's fine to have a buffer. You have some other walls to bounce ideas off of. Your bare feet are our buffer today. It's just <laughs> me and you, and then those feet over there well and it's no it's no different if i put if i have the sandals on though mm-hmm, i'm aware I'm just covering the bottoms of them yeah you're covering hey man something. it's 101 degrees outside i'm not putting my feet in feet prisons right now that is true for all you people who do live in canada or overseas i know there are many of you over there that enjoyed listening you don't know how good you have it it is 101 degrees it's been like 105 in texas yeah. it is terrible it's pretty hot i don't know why we live here it mm. is awful air conditioning i don't live here because of the air conditioning <laughs> anyway so scene ends on a joke about fraser asking ross to take martin to ireland with her that's a pretty funny he's like oh you like your parents won't you take my dad to ireland with you basically right like, all right cool <laughs> Uh, then they go to the apartment. Daphne's massaging Niles while he talks about Maris. Pretty typical. You think Daphne? Or do you think she offered, or do you think he asked? Because we don't know. He's Good already- lord. Um, she probably offered because she's a nice person, or she just like went right in on it. Yeah, exactly. He probably goaded her into it by complaining about something, <laughs> you know, and then he knew she would take the bait because he's a freaking creep. Uh, yes he is i'm not gonna be nice to niles more than ever every (laughs) subsequent episode i'm like this guy what an absolute monster like he's a sex predator like everything about this guy let's start counting okay so that's uh, that's first instance in this episode i will have to start the podcast over we've got to be over to 100 right now right i mean i mean his dirty mind is enough good lord uh, so Daphne's massaging Niles. Uh, apparently Maris is uh, going to her holy land, which is Dallas. Yes. Where we grew up. Yeah. Dallas, because it's the home of the first Neiman Marcus, which is 100% true. We don't have to do any research for that. No. I know. Yes. Neiman Marcus is here. I even did a, uh, I had a training at some job <clears throat> long ago that had videos and it was like outsell neiman marcus oh and that okay. was like the training video all right for, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like taking their sales model and then like you know putting a spin on it and being like we're gonna outsell neiman marcus and therefore be better can you make a fifty thousand dollar elbow ointment that we can <laughs> sell once a year in a catalog it's also filled with gold like, okay i don't know how to create that and outsell them but <laughs> sure yeah 
They'll sell like entire. I, I think they sell homes and boats and Neiman stuff. Neiman like. Marcus sells homes. Yeah, in their, their catalog. in their catalog at the end of the year. That's wow. a whole whole big deal. It's like the Neiman Marcus dream gift or some crap like that. It's always absurd. That's crazy. Yeah, I should have pulled a list of all their best dream gifts out there, but they're pretty wild. We'll we'll revisit it at some point. They sell like we, ro- robots. Are were robots? Do they sell robots? Oh, do they sell robots? Yeah, is, that where, is that where people so are don't buying? Don't make me question this right now, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to think like about it. A programmed reality theory. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to know how our skin heals. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. <laughs> I was like, we get cuts, and then all of a sudden, like three or four days later, the cuts have healed themselves. Like, yeah, technically, like, our whole body is like electrical impulses, and so like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's a different podcast. It really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay tuned to my uh, sideshow gravity podcast <laughs> or something. Um, so luckily we do see the Martins around, so this massage won't get too uh, creepy. That's good. Yeah. Fraser then comes home, uh, tells Martin he wants to take him on vacation. Cool. I guess Martin would be like, uh, I guess I don't have anything else going on. That's what sucks about being retired and living right. with your kid, I guess. You're like, damn it. There's no way I'm out of this. Because it's like next week. Like, Fraser's trying to pick where he's going on vacation that week, like tomorrow. Right. You're like, hey, we're going on vacation tomorrow. It's like, oh, um, there's a new episode of my show coming on. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get a drink with my buddies. You know, I wanted to watch a ball game. Yeah, and exactly. Like, the game's oh, up. Gosh. Uh. Um, so Martin doesn't necessarily go along with it, but Frazier lays out some travel brochures, um, and travel brochures are basically websites before websites existed. A hundred percent. And they still print them because if you go to any, <laughs> any hotel, there's a little deck of them right next to the, the desk. It's so badass when kids would bring those to school growing up, like for a project and you're like, oh my gosh. Aruba. Whoa. <laughs> like, incredible. Yeah. Uh, I was talking the other day because like, yeah, before the implementation of the internet, obviously the way to get information was like a library and or, you you know, like something that's a physical copy. And encyclopedias. so encyclopedias is exactly where I'm going. My, my grandparents had a full set of encyclopedias and I would just scour those bad boys. I loved encyclopedias. <laughs> it was great. You could just you but like the toughest thing is like, I do, you don't like What's read your favorite letter in the encyclopedia, <laughs> Jordan. You don't read like all well, of come the come on favorite letter. Favorite letter? Gosh, Steve. Well, ugh, that's I don't know. My favorite letter. I did like when I was younger. I did like come you on. look at the anatomy portion. Yeah, I do. And I was like, right, this is gonna is it gonna be in is this for nipple? You try well, to yes, get out like, of which ones are you gonna no, go? But there with? was there was a section of, of the encyclopedias that had like those what transparent is a boob. They had those transparent pages of oh, like human yeah, anatomy. The, okay, <laughs> if yes. you get down to one layer, it's just a drawing yeah. of a naked woman. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is horrible. This, this <laughs> is terrible content. Nobody cares. That's why we got the the one star rating. <laughs> Last week. Hey, we don't talk like about this. Hey, we don't talk about that one star rating we got. If you're listening, we really <laughs> encourage you to go give us some five star ratings. <laughs> Apparently, we've ruffled the feathers of some Fraser uh, elite out there, so we apologize <laughs> for saying nipple just now. That's my mistake. 
That's completely on me. Leave the one-star rating for me, not Jordan specifically. And if you are listening and enjoy our dumb hijinks, please (laughs) give it a five-star rating. We're very sorry. I apologize for recording anything of my life. Um, So, uh, Galapagos Islands, Himalayan foothills. Frazier's going to fly to the Himalayans tomorrow. Yeah, just hop a plane. That's what I'm, some of these. No plan. Like, yeah, it's like, is this a month away? Like he said, he's taking off next week. Right. So this is a couple days at most, right? Like, I mean, maybe it's like he went to a travel agency and they I, had all of it available. True. And I mean, so then he could just choose, and it's like, okay, you're ready. We've got yeah. your all your plans are made. I That's got to be what it I is. I mean, I think you're right. It's yeah. just good god does it cost more or is it cheap as hell if you're super last minute like priceline in 94 that's what i don't know they're like hey if you're willing to go tomorrow i can get you to the himalayas for 80 bucks yeah you're like sweet (laughs) (laughs) it's eight really small planes (laughs) (laughs) now it'll take you six days to get there (laughs) so by the time you get there your vacation is over but it'll be well worth it i assure you two horses and a mule man you'll make it we can't guarantee you'll get back but i can get you there for sure (laughs) um so martin says he wants to get a winnebago and go see america I kind of understand that. In a week. <laughs> yeah, I've driven around America a little bit, but um, I can't say I've ever driven around with the specific intent of just seeing America or just whatever. Just kind of floating around. Yeah, it's usually always, hey, we're going somewhere. If we want to veer off and go see a couple other random things that sure. are close, great. When somebody says that, I think like, oh, okay, so you're going to like the the Grand Canyon and like the Yosemite right. and like, you know, the the national redwood forest and stuff ah yes national redwood forest big giant star wars trees right huge yep exactly that's That's where all the wookies live or or the uh the ewoks live there okay i was like is that where wookies come from no are there more wookies yeah there's a whole planet of them i don't want to get into it i don't care okay (laughs) Uh, so uh martin is uh, very excited because fraser agrees to the winnebago or the winnebago here and he says, let's uh, grab a bag of pork rinds to celebrate. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I can't say I've ever had pork rinds, Jordan. You haven't had pork rinds? I see them all the time. They've always just kind of creeped me out. They're... I think maybe I had ones, one and it just tasted like a ham chip. Yeah, it's like, like a, a salty ba- ham It's like chip. a bacon-y flavor, kind of yeah. like. So, yeah, it's like a ham, salty puff kind of thing. It was a big 90s punchline on the like, you know, obviously from Big. They mentioned it. A pork bunch. Yeah, the pork rinds yeah. in Big. So, I don't know why I never went for them. It just pork seemed, rinds. Yeah. They're in stores all the time. Yeah. I never grabbed the old rind. I don't get of, pork rinds. I'll d- I will get those sabratones. You ever had sabratones? I have. Those are I so don't good. Order, I don't grab those a bunch. That's either. like a puffed corn type deal. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite puffed snack? Corn pops, Cheetos. 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 Gotta be. It is a good puff. Or those cheese balls. Cheese balls are a good puff. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying to think of uh yeah, I mean those are, you know, obviously there's like marshmallows that are technically puffed, but that's not a real good snack. Not food. a marshmallow guy. Two of those and I'm done. Yep. Not a marshmallow guy. I don't really like s'more. I mean, I do like s'mores, I like the taste of it, but Jesus. S'mores Pop-Tarts might be more your way to go than... I don't like that either. Okay, fine. If I mean, just don't eat them, you know. I mean, if you don't want them, I'm just suggesting <laughs> things to you. I'm not making you do it. <laughs> I'm just trying to be your friend, okay? I'm sorry for bringing my suggestions into your life. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so Niles calls Fraser Winnebago boy and uh, reminds him to give it a good name like the Whooping Cranes. Uh, Fraser then begs Niles to come along so he and Martin don't kill each other. Meanwhile, in the other room, Martin is doing the same thing and begging Daphne to go with them too. Yeah. Because they don't want to be alone. Sure. Is it like one-on-one time for a road trip? It's a weird vibe sometimes. Like, again, if it's your wife or your partner, you'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Sure. Your taste in music is pretty well established. Sure. But, like, you know, it can get <laughs> weird for sure. <laughs> with most, yeah, with most people that one-on-one besides your partner. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, even if you're super excited, you're like, yeah, awesome. There's going to be the lull. And then, you know, and then it becomes like just a, Mind if I spark a J? <laughs> and like, no. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. All right. All right. My bad. My bad. Well, pull over then. <laughs> Hit that rest area. I didn't that. know you dipped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I dip, you dip, we dip. And you know it, man. Uh, so, Fraser recalls a car trip that they took when he was nine from just Seattle to Spokane. And the only thing Martin said to Fraser was, I think we have something wrong with your brother, Frazier. <laughs> so that's a nice little memory that Frazier's got tucked away there. <laughs> yeah. um, neither Frazier nor Martin want to disappoint the other one, so that's kind of the reason they're both like committed to this is this faux excitement that I, you know, I guess they conveyed to each other here. Right. Um, Niles does mention that everyone he sees driving a Winnebago has a hat made of Miller Lite cans. <laughs> I thought it was a real nice touch. <laughs> you know, I was like, I haven't seen a beer hat. I think I saw it more in uh, Happy Gilmore was the most like beer hat era. Sure. Like 88 to, so I guess this was 94 here. We're in April 94. So yeah, right in the prime time of beer hat. The, you, saw, you saw them all over the place and there was at least one guy that had it on at a sporting event. Yeah, I guess you just can't do that anymore. You can't bring in a beer hat or maybe they don't sell them in the cans the right way where it works because I don't see the beer hat as much. It's just not a thing anymore. I guess people do just like the camel back. They're like, no, man, I got a bunch of beer in here and they just put it inside their little backpack their little back thing back. that's got a little pouch and, you know, a little straw, like a little baby up to their <laughs> mouth full of beer. I, see, I always think of it like an astronaut. It's like an astronaut. Okay. Astronauts are nerd babies. I mean, <laughs> they're way smarter than me, but I think they all do have to be very, like, nerdy almost to a certain degree. I never thought we would be doing a Fraser podcast and then <laughs> insulting astronauts. I'm not insulting them. I think it's to their benefit to me. I don't want them out there slaying tail all the time. I want you're them working right. on you're astronauts. Right. Next stuff. time somebody calls me a nerd baby, I will not take offense. Yeah. <laughs> As you shouldn't. You're a nerd baby. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I, based on my job, I think that's the way so I should I'm be conducting myself. An astronaut. Thanks. Yeah, if I was in porn, I wouldn't want to be a nerd baby, but <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, you know. I was a, a hip manager for the latest boy band, then I couldn't be that, but you know, <laughs> I'll allow it as an astronaut. I'll be a nerd baby. Uh, but Miller Light cans, I, like I said, and I'm speaking here as a Texan, you too. Yeah. 
if we saw them, I think it would be here more than ever because sure. it's just so convenient and we're so. We're kind just of, not going to the right places and we're not watching the right things. You watch a NASCAR race, there's going to be some beer hats. You know what? You're right. I do need to go to the rodeo. Keep and your eye yeah, NASCAR races <laughs> a little bit more. Keep your eye out the next time you go to the state fair. I guarantee there's going to be somebody with at least that style of hat. Well, hey, buddy, what are you drinking? Oh, it's White Claw. <laughs> like, okay. oh, okay. Man, I might be that guy this next year. My kids are like, what are you doing, Dan? I'm like, <laughs> Beer can hat, buddy. <laughs> get yourself the get yourself the nacho, just the em- nacho hat. Too. Oh man, just embarrass my wife to the max. She's like, "Is that a nacho beer top hat you're wearing?" <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. The queso is at the top of the top hat, and the chips be and the, the <laughs> worst decision ever. There's so many crows. <laughs> <laughs> It's melting. It, it would be bad. You're not wrong. <laughs> State fair, especially the bees and the yeah. and the crows. Bees. They would get to me. You're right. Yeah. It's tough out there. <laughs> so then we go to the Winnebago. Fraser's behind the wheel with the gang, Daphne, Martin, and Niles. Uh, a turn is coming up four miles ahead, and uh, Martin is very encouraging about, hey, Fraser, why don't you go ahead and get over? Get over. It's <laughs> never too early to get over in the other lane. So four miles ahead maybe that's what you got to do on a bago with a bago you got to make sure you got plenty of room coasted in i guess and that's why i would never want a bago not because of just the getting between lanes but like it's a cruise ship man i don't want to try to make turns with that thing did those early ones have backup cameras like crew backup cameras because it is such a massive vehicle I wouldn't think so. I would think so it's, it's like three like or more. I, I, I'd imagine it's like an the back. extra mirror or something like maybe there's a mirror up in the very back yeah. through, through a viewport that you looked down or something like that. But well, see, I don't know you, what display screen they that, would have. My brain just thought like a periscope. <laughs> oh, that's <is> badass. <laughs> if Winnebago's came with periscopes. But no, I don't know what backup camera they'd have unless it was like speed where there was like a little like TV or something like yeah. that. Like, I don't know what display monitor they would have had in a 94 Winnebago. Maybe that's true. Like and there it's was like no built display. into the dash and it's just like a little monitor. That means that that's the that's the tie in stuff. L- living it in 94. <laughs> yeah, it. it would be. Um, so apparently they're headed to Mount Rushmore and I guess Martin says he planned it out where that's as far as they could get from Seattle, get out, see something, and then drive right back. What a waste of it. Like, again, like, <laughs> just like, okay, man, like, yeah, and he just wants to add a monument to his list. Minutes. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> all right. And so I kind of agree with where Frazier goes on this here, but before we get to that, Niles creeps on Daphne, filming her. I'm pretty sure this is where he's Films her sleeping, if I'm not well, mistaken. Well, she's taking a nap. Yeah, and maybe that's in a little bit. No, no, Niles in the back videoing Daphne while she sleeps. No, this is where he creeps on her about the knickers. That's right. Uh-huh. Yep. So. So, number two. Yeah, no, exactly. We're up to sit two. So, yeah, Frazier says, hey, let's just go cut loose. Screw Mount Rushmore. <laughs> let's just see where the road takes us. Where is Mount Rushmore? South Dakota. I don't know what city, but oh, okay. it's in South Dakota. Again, I, I barely know cities in South Dakota. What is it? Um, Sioux Falls, Pierre. Um, That's two more than like 99% of other people are going to know. South uh, Dakota. Yeah, I don't know many more. Sorry. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm out of South Dakota cities. Love you, South Dakota listeners. Appreciate you. <laughs> Holler at me. Um, so at Strip Mall Steve or at Sideshow Frazier, wherever you find your social media profiles. Love you. Uh, so Frazier wants to ditch the plan, hit the open road like Kerouac. And that's where Daphne says she just grabs a new pair of underwear and just sees where the night takes her. <laughs> We were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so just Niles seeding is all those in. ideas, though, in Niles' head. Or those thoughts. Yeah, where Niles just starts trying to, like, stare at her rear end. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know what he was looking at in this particular scene. Just daydreaming. Scene. Yeah, but he just creeps on her. <laughs> and, like, okay. Um, to be fair, that was an odd thing for her to say around three dudes and her boss, I guess. We're like, okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, so... Frazier, behind the wheel, decides not to turn where Martin told him to turn, and Martin is beside himself. Uh, so Martin's trying to like find a new route on the map there, <laughs> and it's the old paper map, and God, what a beating, man. Oh, that was a beating, definitely, because there was an element of like panic, because you're moving, and so if you, if you want to make sure that you don't go too far off of the, the uh, plotted course, you need to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you have to reroute you yourself. To pull over yeah. and then be like, okay, we're here. Oh, you can't pull over a Bago. <laughs> no, that thing's going. That's too hard. It's got a mind of its own. Yeah. It's like a takes, F-16. It takes about, you know, it takes at least three and a half miles to like really <laughs> it's like <laughs> come a train. to a full stop. <laughs> you got to put the brake on early or something. Okay. Like a spruce goose. It might be like a spruce goose. Uh, so Frazier wants to dance to the rhythm of the road is one thing he says there. Uh, and that's pretty much how the scene ends. And then we cut uh, to Martin behind the wheel, who is now super into the free spirit stuff. <laughs> and so Frazier's like, hey, there's a historic stop up ahead. And Frazier and Niles are all excited about it. Now Martin's just blowing through stuff. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, a fruit stand up there. Martin just doesn't <laughs> give a going. crap, just blows right through it. And he's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> um that's where he got really bit by that by that Winnebago bug. He did. You're right. Got to drive it. He got to road rage a little bit here. He yanks the wheel at one point. <laughs> and then this is where we see Niles in the back uh, videoing Daphne while she sleeps yeah. like a total creep. Okay. That one is too far, especially because of what he says. Wasn't he like, now I can yeah, no, watch it, it forever me. and ever or like yeah, I can I'm, watch this, this as is, many times as I want. Or we something. need a vacation video that we can watch over, over and, and over, over and over. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that you are a serial killer. Niles. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were going to murder this woman. And the fact that you married her 10 years later makes me sad for her. Like that's the only knowing thing. This now, that's I'm the like, only thing. When I remind myself, I'm like, okay, all right. It's just, it's supposed to be like innocent schoolboy no, love. It's not. This is a decade-long manipulation that we're watching unfold. As my wife would say, my wife would say, probably he's he he groomed her. He groomed her. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> completely groomed her. He just kept himself around her all the time and just <laughs> kept touching her and videoing her and be. Lord knows, those are the videoings we see. Yeah. Lord knows what kind of creepy other perverse activities Niles is up to. Oh, Niles. <laughs> Exactly. This one was hard to swallow. It's like, oh, bud, <laughs> bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're making a giant case here that they need to just <laughs> divorce. And like, once we get to that season, as soon as they get married, divorce. She I finds mean, out about everything. And <laughs> oh, that would be an amazing <laughs> twist if that's how they played it. 
Uh, um, so <laughs> Martin says he did play, find a place he wants to stop, and it's to have his picture taken with a live grizzly bear. <laughs> I don't know exactly what a grizzly bear is, if that's a brown or a black bear. It's a big brown bear. It's a brown one, gotcha. Um, so brown, you lay down, right? And black, you fight back in terms of the bears. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't know your bears? Oh, <laughs> I'm George. sorry. I don't know. I what thought you, it was, I thought it was in terms see, of... see a fucking bear and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's a good rhyme. But no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think the brown bears, I think you try to play dead or something like that. We're like, you just lay the F down. Oh, my like, gosh. You just play dead around a brown bear. Do not attempt to fight a big brown bear. And if I'm wrong about this, I apologize. How do I anybody. not know this information? How have I not come across this this rule of thumb? Before? I don't know. And then black bears. I think if you kind of make yourself look big, black bears are total wusses and they'll and just they'll back get out down. So you just like yell like you just like, ah! get out of here. Get out of here. I'm a bear. And Whoa. they'll just bail out, man. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm I'm almost 92% positive of that. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to take your advice. And you then should. should that ever happen? As you should. I, I don't... Uh, I don't discount my advice at all. That's good. I know that you're supposed to try and punch a shark in the face. Yeah. So it's probably it's like the same kind of thing. Yeah. What about for a skunk? Oh, can you do anything for a skunk? I mean, seduce it like that one creepy pervert skunk that they got rid of in all those Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons. So my family Christmas party this past year we had at my brother's house, and at the very end, it's a great party, and at the very end, a skunk spray. Spray. They live out in the country. And the back door was open. They have big old backyard. Skunk sprayed and like sprayed the dog. And then the dog like went crazy. And then the dog ran in the house with like the fuck the skunk spray all over it. Yes. And I don't know. Like sm- smelling skunk from far away smells far different than fresh skunk smell. It smells like it's like burning tires and hair. And like it's it's like almost chemical and like mm-hmm. it, it's horrifying. It's terrible. But like I've never seen a party <laughs> faster than I go. There was like. 45 people there and it was just like everybody left <laughs> all at once what you mean the christmas skunk party cleared people out <laughs> there's no That's faster a way to clear tradition out a party like none <laughs> other yeah. i'm sure our brit i don't even think skunks exist in england i'm not kidding i think that is a north american only kind of animal oh really i believe so i think when the settlers got over here they were like the fuck is this skunk thing? This Jesus thing sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, oh my god! Those babies are adorable, but this thing sucks. So please, quickly explain what is a skunk? Oh, a skunk is like uh, it's like this. It's like this big, almost kind of. It's kind of like a beaver. If they have beavers, uh, maybe that's another North American animal. I'm not really sure as far as uh, you know habitation. <laughs> to be honest with you, but it's like a beaver or like a, like a big giant gerbil. Um, I don't know that it's a rodent. I guess it's probably a mammal, right? A skunk, a skunk. Um, I will tell you as far as England, a small number of striped skunks are thought to be living in the wild in Britain. The animals native to North America were descented and kept as exotic pets during the eighties and nineties. Oh, okay. See, cause they're kind of cute. So you look at a skunk and then it's not a bad looking animal. Like a, you know, armadillo. True. But yeah, I don't know if they're a rodent or mammal or a uh, probably mammal. Yeah. I said, I think that all comes down to like, yeah, I mean, reproductive system. Well, rodents and mammals aren't different, are they? No, they both That's have live births. Say, 
<laughs> See, I think a rodent I think you just is narrowed a down a part. Of the, I was like, wait a minute, you're confusing me now. <laughs> you're like, right. I was like, rodent's not an amphibian. Or we're talking anything, about like genus it? and class here. Like it's yeah, okay. I, we are off the rails. We're completely off the rails. <laughs> we're talking about skunks. <laughs> talking about skunk. Anyways, a skunk bombed the party and everybody ran. What an incredible story. <laughs> I mean, just really. It brought so much to the table about the grizzly bears. I, I love that skunk story. Here come here comes another one star rating. There it is. No, oh, it. it's coming through now. I see it. It's bing, bing, bing. There they come. There they there's, come. there's another seven right now, live as we record this podcast. Man, you guys are writing some nasty stuff in these I comments. Ate. I get it. I appreciate it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the more, the better. But for real, the five stars do help more, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, people just assume this is trash, which sure. I mean, I know it's trash. I just don't want them to assume. Well, and I also trash. don't want it to. I don't want the Internet to affirm the trashy. Correct. I'm not working on trash. Right. This is eloquent, beautiful, handcrafted trash. Artisan trash. Artisan trash. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's more like a the boutique craft. Yeah, that's what I would say. So we get to the souvenir and gift shop. Uh, it, I'm just going to call it the bear store. Yeah, that's what, bear is. Store. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. I was like that bear store. I, I love like, places like that, though. I love stores like that. Just highway road stops. Yeah, like, it's like you know, like it feels it's like a it's like a the the, the first room in a, at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you know that room is terrible I know. Right? <laughs> they sell like the cds of the like off-brand country artists <laughs> why are there eight my, giant my dice? wife and i one time we went to like a, we went to a wedding and we stayed at this hotel that was right next to a cracker barrel and we got we this is way when we were way younger we got really really drunk and uh, at the hotel room just by ourselves and then we went over to the cracker barrel and we we went to the cracker barrel country store and we bought like a hundred dollars worth of yankee candles <laughs> and no joke it was like 150 bucks worth of candles that's it and then we came back and the next day we we're like oh you're gonna take these back <laughs> and so we took them back and got oh our, you took them back yeah, we like, got our money oh, back okay. well, we, were, yeah. we were like that was we were that was just a uh, we did not want to buy these candles are literally burning money yeah <laughs> just it's that's legitimately what I, exactly how i feel when i buy like a pack of firewood i'm like <sighs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff out there. like why couldn't i forage for this and you're like well then that's your time which is also your money to a certain degree i think i've a, made the joke before when i buy like a thing of, like a bundle of fire logs and, I, and i'll be like might as well just take a ten dollar bill and throw it in there yeah <laughs> so i mean stupid you know. You're not wrong. It's a perfect dad thing to say. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's why you got to chop wood like a real uh, man like, like me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What? Why is that so that's, funny to you? You're right. That's why is that so I funny? forgot you had a wood chopping <laughs> oh, stump out back. I'm a, I'm, you've seen that guy on the cover of those brawny paper towels. Yes. It's me. They modeled that after you. <laughs> Spinning image. That's my dad. So you're the a brawny man. Lumberjack. That's it's right. not only do you you actually are a lumber full-on lumberjack yeah i mean he's my biological father like he's not the man who raised me i don't think but yeah, i'm pretty sure he had a hand in it somewhere all these years i'm pretty sure i mean I, when i look at the paper towels i feel a connection yeah. to that brawny man that so. does explain the chopping block in the back though that big old chopping stump as it should mm. Mm, delicious <laughs> so they get to the bear shop unfortunately the bear is not alive I was a little disappointed too, where I was like, oh my God, there's going to be a live bear How in this next do scene. This? Yeah. Uh, so Martin doesn't care that it's stuffed. He still wants the photo. Photo costs $10 Canadian. Yeah. Um, Daphne asks 
why on earth would they want Canadian dollars? Martin tells her they're in Canada, <laughs> and Daphne starts to freak <laughs> out quite a bit. I guess Daphne, being from Manchester, is not allowed to leave the United States. Yeah, her I, visa states that she's not allowed. I think it's her work visa. says she can't leave it. Or that she it was in the process of getting it renewed. Interesting. I don't know much about visas in general. This particular scenario, though, doesn't sound like a major infraction, but I can see how the the government at large doesn't know what you were doing in right. another country. So right. even though you were only gone for 20 minutes on a road trip sure. or whatever, they, I don't, think, they I mean, don't know. I think it honestly depends on like the situation. So like if, right. if you get caught in somebody's a real stickler or again, they, yeah. they find like it's like, oh, I've got to follow protocol. And then the protocol system puts you through, and it's like, you're going back home. <laughs> like, you're going back. You're done. God dang it. Not anymore. So, That's not the way it works anymore, really, though. Oh, yeah. No, you now can do anything. Like, yeah, except those Mounties don't money. do shit. Uh, <laughs> maybe they do, actually. The Mounties are real deal, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They Canadian ride horses. Mounties? Yeah. You don't mess with a Canadian Mountie. Okay. I never would. I mean, I think I saw Dudley do right. I'm pretty sure he was a Canadian Mountie, and he seemed like he was uh, no guff. It's exactly yeah. like the movie Dudley do right. That I was a, an autobiographical film. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, so Daphne, like you said, not allowed to leave the U.S., so she's pretty upset with Martin at this point. And Martin's only real plan is to smuggle Daphne back into the United <laughs> States. <laughs> got to be honest that really is the only plan at this say, point. there's like, no what else are you gonna do go <laughs> go find an embassy in this random ass or tiny town find a find a border crossing somehow that doesn't have like a checkpoint there's got to be something and that's what i was confused about did they i guess you can just cruise over to canada but getting back you can't take the same road without going through a border check or I've always something the same thing i don't know it is weird how you can accidentally cross into a country but then have to go through a different port of entry somewhere else because i'd be like just go back to that road and drive right back through it again i don't know <laughs> like because it did appear that they had not been through this situation previously right. where there was any fear about going from one area to another but right. whatever huh um so they get there. Uh, Niles is distraught about the smuggling. We're back in the Winnebago now. Um, Martin asked Daphne to practice her American accent. All she can say is, sure. Sure. That's about it. And it's uh, it's almost like a Chicago hillbilly. It's like, sure. Yeah, exactly. It's real real down the middle. <laughs> like, okay, I got it. <laughs> um, Frazier isn't happy when Daphne mentions that she's going to make some tea. It's, why don't you... Pull out tea. some crumpets. Yeah, exactly. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> One of his classic, like, outbursts. Yeah. That's it. Frazier's just kind of reacting to stuff at this point. Now. He gets so, when he gets, like, nervous, he gets so frantic. It's funny. Yeah, exactly. That's, he's very nervous. Now that this has occurred, from this point on, he is very on edge for sure, <laughs> which I, I do love when Frazier's, like, not even remotely in control of a situation at all, but just yeah. very he always nervous. It's very frantic and very like, yeah, like he lashes out towards other people. <laughs> yeah, he's in over his head, and like he's in trouble, you know. And you're like, he's so that it's not trouble of his own causing. He's in real government trouble potentially <laughs> here. So I, I always like when you see him this freaked out. Uh, so they're pulled over by the border patrol officers there because um, they get to the border port of entry they he's gotta, gonna get through they're letting him through yeah exactly so they do see that hey they're waving people through they're waving people through which is pretty common 
Um, and but not a Winnebago. Not a Winnebago. You could be storing 30 people in there. Yeah. So they've got to come in and take a look. So they pull them over. They, they have the officer walk in. He asked them all the purpose of their trip. Kind of goes around one by one here. Niles barely speaks. <laughs> Fraser speaks way too much. Talks about how he's a law and order guy, and you know, and just says a bunch of dumb crap, you know. And uh, Daphne says, "Sure." Um, Fraser also talks about how the Winnebago is American made. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly did not consider the manufacturing country of the Winnebago of the but, vehicle, but I would imagine they probably don't have many Winnebagos in like Japan. Do they? Probably not. I mean, it'd be, you know. Because they've got those, like, cool tiny trucks, right? Yeah. and they, Yeah. Do you mean, like, just the, you mean the manufacturer or, like, the, the trucks? You mean those little tiny trucks? Well, yeah, little, the, little, the little tiny trucks that yeah. come out, like, the little, like, not even Honda tiny trucks, but I there's a those. few different ones that I think people are exporting over here because we don't make tiny trucks. We make giant-ass trucks over here. Right. People are like, no, I don't want a giant-ass truck. I want something with a bed that's not huge or whatever right, it's like you know, one cubic yard yeah so i don't know if they do the opposite and they export a lot of like giant behemoth winnebago's over there and just like cruise through tiny roads with the winnebago <laughs> no like, clue i mean i'm sure there's you know japanese and chinese manufacturers yeah i mean i don't know that the travel trailer industry does as much over there i'll have mm-hmm. to look Probably more know. like what you like, the little teardrop ones. That's what I'd imagine. That's the thing. I was like, I imagine people still travel across and have lodging, but the Winnebago yeah. specifically is a unique design, the all-in-one. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's like a cruise ship. Sleeps 12. Gross. With their bathroom <laughs> in there and stuff. I'm like, pull over to use the restroom. Good God. Oh, man. it's the worst. Yeah, that, that's the roughest part. I'm like, no, I would not want any part of this. This sounds like a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Barbara and I had a nightmare scenario when we went to Mexico one time, and there was this guy, uh, everybody was hungover, and we were going to take this this trip, this like all-day bus trip to go see Chichen Itza, and we get on the bus at like 6 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and this drunk, still drunk from the night before, a dude gets on the bus with his like wife or whatever, and the lady said, and they don't speak English, and the lady was like, well, he was like, please only use the bathroom for number one, for the love of God, please, <laughs> please, God, only just everybody just agree to that. Let's go. And we started going. And then that dude blew it up, dude, just blew it, blew it up. Hey, man, I learned from Jurassic Park when you got to go, you got to <laughs> go. go on a bus filled with 100 other people. For you got to sure. go, man. Yeah, it was really rough. And then later in that trip, that same guy, we we, we, went, we went to we went to Blew Chichen Itza. No, we, we went to Chichen Itza and we did the whole thing. And then we were coming back and we went through. It was a great, awesome trip. And we went back through this little small town. And we were seeing this little small town. And he got lost and he didn't make it back to the bus. And then we left and like his wife panicked and like there was this whole thing. We had to drive around the town and the bus and find him. <laughs> we had to That's find him. Incredible. Pick him up and he was in his wife. She like slapped him and like it was it was and she was so mad. That or, is bad ass. Yeah, and he was just like that guy was like such a nuisance. <laughs> it was incredible. 
Are you kidding me? That guy's my hero. So he got on a bus full of other patrons, blew up a bathroom, yeah. then took his own sweet damn time and to got like, lost. And got lost. He's like, you drive around for me. You find me anymore. This is my bus. That guy had a great time, I, I guess. He didn't play by anyone's rules. He's like, you can tell me not to blow up this bathroom. I've been waiting all day. Come to, come to think of it, I looked up and he was at the top of Chichen Itza, actually. He's like, exactly. He climbed it. He was meeting a lady down there. Sir, get down. He had to <laughs> evacuate his bowels, then go hook up with his side piece. Then, <laughs> then his wife—that's why his wife slapped him. Like, I know what you were doing. God, there's so much more to that story. You were with that chichenita senorita. I know it. <laughs> she knew. She knew what he was doing. Dang, I didn't realize it was that deep. Because you're not thinking on all the angles. I just man. saw the surface of it when <laughs> exactly. it happened. That's what he was doing. That's a mass distraction. He's like, I'm going to create this, this misdirection. Pan- this pandemonium. <laughs> exactly. This deuce is going to wreck everyone's sensory. That poor tour guide thought that she was going to lose her job, dude. Like I could tell she was panicking. She was like, oh my God, because she, she lost, lost a guy. guy. He lost himself. <laughs> but still, I think that that's like, you know, <laughs> no man left behind. Yeah, for the like tour you lost a guy like you lost a guy. We lost a couple out there. <laughs> It happens, man. What town were they in? <laughs> you don't want to know, <laughs> but we lost one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's incredible. I, I want to be on a tour where you could potentially lose a human. Dude. Because that's a great place to just, just kind of screw with somebody a little bit. We're like, bus left, man. I'm sorry. And they're like, no, it didn't. It's <laughs> gone. We're down here, bro. They already <laughs> left. I told you five, but it was actually four. And you're like, what? You got to hitch a ride. Be incredible. Well, yeah. So the officer goes around, asks them the purpose of their trip. Um, So he gets Frazier's license because he's he's at least got to check out the vehicle where he's like, all right, you got he doesn't say they're acting suspicious, but everybody is acting a little skittish. Yeah. Here. So he takes the license and registration and goes back and checks the Winnebago. Comes back, says it all checks out. Um, officer does pick up the Daphne is acting a little nervous. <laughs> um, so he just starts asking her some more questions and then Martin kind of jumps in here with a, I guess what had probably been his backup plan that he didn't want to tell anybody about. Like maybe he knew or like maybe he thought of this at the spur of the moment, but Seeing as how Eddie wasn't around prominently, I think this was maybe his backup plan where he was like, all right, I'm also going to go hide Eddie in the back just in case. Then it looks like that's my... That's what I'm... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm what scared I was of. trying to hide here. So sure. he's got a multi-layer scam that he's going to pull over on this officer just in case the officer sniffs out the first <laughs> bungled cover-up here that <laughs> occurs for sure here. And so what he says is that he doesn't have a rabies certificate for Eddie. Right. Which I guess is required by law when you take an animal. Probably for Canadian law or something Mm. like that. I would imagine it's more just an ownership certificate is what you would need so that it didn't look like you were just smuggling animals across the border. Like, hey, you can't move live animals without some kind of certificate. What is this? Some kind of Jack Russell Terrier smuggling operation here? Potentially or Lord knows what it is, you know, but that's the only thing I can think of is that you stole somebody's property or you're smuggling something for some unknown reason. Sure. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'd imagine they have to check all animals first to be like, hey, is that an invasive species? Is that some species that's not allowed here? Lord knows. Right. U.S. and Canada. Sure. I don't know. Uh, but 
So what Martin does is he kind of says, hey, I've got a photo of my dog here. I don't have a certificate and pulls out his wallet. Again, I think all part of his plan here and flashes his badge. Do you get to keep your badge after you're retired? I think so. Okay. It's you not, get to flash your badge. It's not like a after- safety helmet. Like it doesn't just go to the next guy and they put it back on the wall. Like I think that's like, you know, like you, you get your badge, I think. You can't keep flashing your badge. So guys that were there two weeks getting terminated get to keep their badge. No, if you're terminated, well, they take your badge. Okay. If so you if make you, it through to retirement, okay. I would imagine they keep your badge. Retirement, you get to. Okay, that makes more sense. Retirement, you get to keep your badge. Yeah. If you get like, was go. hurt in the line, like sort of in the line of duty. I mean, he was on duty sure. or with duty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was. He was certainly armed. You're right. Or sorry, certainly injured in the, you know, in the line of police work yeah. at some point. So, um, I just didn't know you got to keep your badge and flash oh, it regularly. Honestly, don't know. I'd be like, hey, you're ninety. Like at a certain point, it's like you retired thirty five years what are ago. Some, what are some other occupations that uh, have like legit badges? Oh, I mean, I think like I mean, mi- the FBI, mi- like any crime stuff. Well, yeah, crime stuff. And then I think anytime like military service is different, where it's like I think you're allowed to like show that you're a veteran yeah. forever sure. or whatever. And like I think you have probably something in your wallet or something that it's like your military ID card. Yeah, exactly, like a military. But I mean, like ID. a badge. Badge besides and, law enforcement. Oh, besides law enforcement. Um, Anybody? I don't know. A badge. I mean, not one that you wear visibly. Lots of people have little tiny badges for just What their about job. pilots? Do they have badges? They have wings and name tags. They don't get badges? I don't think so. Pilots are, I guess, kind of akin to like sort of military feel. Oh, I know. Boy Scouts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they get... You, you get, get badges. Like, you get patches. Oh, maybe it is patches. Patches I'm ain't of. badges, baby. You know you're not wrong. Patches, patches are not badges. Like what you you could flash your badge and you work for a carpet cleaning company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a, that's what was tough. I was like, all right. So anyway, the officer sees Martin's badge here, and uh, and that kind of gets him through this tense moment where he's like, oh, are you an officer?" And like, no, he's clearly not still an officer. The guy's old. Yeah, you know, like no, he's not an officer. Um, so. Then we cut back to Martin driving. Frazier sits down to talk with him. Martin lets him know that when they're alone together, he he kind of doesn't know what to say to old Frazier. Martin says, you know, or sorry, Frazier kind of says, you know, same same here, basically. Right, like, like I was like, feeling the same way. That's why I asked <clears throat> Niles, and I know that's why you asked Daphne or whatever. So, yeah. hey, it's cool. We need a buffer. <laughs> but they try to, like, work through that a little bit and say, uh, hey, you know, well, what if we just keep driving through the night here and uh, go to Yellowstone and let's drop Niles and Daphne off and let's just do this, you and me. And then about half a second later, they're like, nah, let's, uh, let's maybe not. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't really want to spend that much time together. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do say that they want to drive through the night and surprise Daphne the next day and tell her they're in Mexico now. Yeah, which would be a good bit. gag. Exactly, good, good bit. Gag. Uh, and that's pretty much how that episode wraps up. Um, I- any favorite moments of that one that you really enjoy the most? The Eddie moment when he walked into the to the thing and stood right next to the bear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he just like stood there looking at it. I love all Eddie like little Eddie shots. Eddie shots. Eddie shots. Uh, we'll, get a, we'll get an Eddie shots uh, sounder here soon. Ooh. You know, because 
I, I agree. I think Eddie should be rewarded for his fine comedic work at all times. Brilliant performances. Timing is incredible. Uh, the dog's uh, dog's incredible. He really is. So I love like Eddie centric episodes. Mm-hmm. Love the movie Eddie. That was a good one <laughs> with Whoopi. Uh, with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Just incredible work. So then the credit scene, we get to see a little bit of the uh, the vacation video of Daphne sleeping that Niles was uh, shooting there. Yeah, and it was kind of like boudoir, like film noir, black and white style too. Yeah, he's a perv, man. Like <laughs> everything about this guy is just pervy as all pervs out can get. You're like Niles. Okay. Again, maybe they tone it down in season two after they focus group this season a little bit more. Like some network execs come in and they're like, Jesus moly. Can People you? are saying Niles is, is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I, I am for sure. But again, this is also the early 90s when maybe this was just standard behavior. They're like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, every guy films women when they're sleeping. When they're sleeping right? sure. We all do that. You saw George McFly <laughs> peeping on Lorraine in that tree. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So on to our sideshow. We've got The Simpsons, Burns' Air, Season 5, Episode 18, from the same night, also on April 14th. That's a Thursday in 1994. So what happened in this one? This show aired on Fox, unlike Frasier, that was an NBC show. So a lower brow for many of you uh, listeners who are eating caviar right now. <laughs> uh, but for your, us... Your charcuterie boards... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think even charcuterie boards may be below them at this moment. Um, no, it's not even enough. It's pate. <laughs> That's right. I want the pate spread into my mouth by my butler. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Get Albert over here immediately. That's what the rich do, right? I don't know. I think they just have somebody else like scratch them. You know, I told you earlier this week, my dad has gotten in real into, he finally saw the Hunger Games movies. I thought you said it was keeping up with the Kardashians. He didn't like that one as much, but he, he was, he got real into the Hunger Games and likes to, <laughs> likes to imagine that like, that's where our world is going. He's like, no, we're not too far off from that. Okay. <laughs> I could see that happening. Uh, okay, what elements specifically? Just and then it's just it's just strings of conspiracy. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah. So tell I can't to go stop to, I reading can't go the to, internet. I can't go too far down tell the rabbit him, hole. Yeah, tell him to get off the internet immediately. <laughs> turn off his TV. Turn off the internet. Just walk around, please. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? We're not that far off from Hunger Games. Yeah. What do you? What? Good Lord! Give like, him. Uh, that, I said the same thing. I was like, uh, "Do you mean like actual physical districts that you're not allowed to leave, and that that class people in that in in such a manner, and then we all have to choose one and fight for for entertainment?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Take him to the Barbie movie <laughs> and say. You know, we're not far off from this. Yeah, <laughs> Can't you imagine? <laughs> this is close. This is it. You see how materialistic everything's getting out there? <laughs> this is incredible. Movies <laughs> about products. It's product advertising everywhere. I mean, it's going to be brilliant, <laughs> but we're not that far off. Yeah. Uh, since then, I've been trying to think of some other movies that I can show them that like <clears throat> are along the same lines. Won't warp his brain into <laughs> well, thinking we're <laughs> headed towards a eventual dystopia no, sooner I was than we go all the think. opposite direction and just show him all the all the dystopian movies that oh, I can no. think of. 
Hey, Dad, have you seen RoboCop? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, we're not far off from robot police officers that are kind of cyborgs of the old dead officers. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. It's like, yeah, this was 80s when this was It's true. Ben and Skin were talking about that on the radio on the way over here about how, like, they have toilets in China now that will, like, fine you if you urinate on them. And, like, yeah, Skin was talking okay, about on. it. hold on. He said there's facial recognition. Correct story <laughs> hold on so yes in some areas there is technology rolling out with facial recognition that <laughs> would essentially track some of your uh fecal and yeah, some uh, of your bodily some uh, of your bodily fluids. behaviors yes and then um other things would be involved relative to like fines if you did not use the toilet properly sure. if you leave a mess essentially sure urinating around on the toilet. <laughs> I don't know if it's an extensive fine, but it's a fine nonetheless. Like three bucks. And it's like, damn it. Yeah, exactly. That would be annoying. So they will charge your credit card. Yes. Um, so Burns is air from the Simpsons here. <laughs> what happens is while bathing, Mr. Burns almost kills himself and then chooses to find an air. Mm. He sees it in the form of Bart Simpson and uh, convinces him into staying with him. The after classic, he awards classic him. story. Yeah, it is a classic tale. You're right, Jordan. It's a classic, classic tale. Uh, so we start in the opening here. Um, Homer's at the plant. Uh, he wins a job <laughs> as an industrial chimney sweep. Yeah, after saying, like, nothing ever happens around here. <laughs> this episode is all very dumb, and I love it very, very much. Tons of just stupid jokes, yeah. And so, yes, winning a job as a chimney sweep is not as much fun as Homer initially thought. You just get pulled up and you have to go into the nuclear smokestacks. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Jesus. So Lord knows what all a nuclear, Homer's a nuclear getting waste affected snow. by at the moment. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to, you know, Homer says like, you know, as hard as we're working, the big guys at the top work even harder. <laughs> And you cut to Burns at a bathtub being bathed by Smithers. Which reminded me of Scarface. Okay. The, like, there's a scene in Scarface that's like almost exactly like that. It might have been a, a Scarface reference, play on yeah. a reference there. Um, so Smithers sets a sponge on Burns' top hat that he's wearing, and Burns begins to drown <laughs> in the tub. He slowly falls into the water there. He's too his, frail. His, exactly, he's too frail. His life flashes before his eyes, and... Uh, during the flashback, we see him uh, flashing back to sabotaging a Greenpeace boat <laughs> as he's dressed up and disguised as wavy gravy, apparently. <laughs> it's so funny when they show Burns' life because, like, the when he was born, it was, like, the 1800s. Then he was, like... Then he was like in the 1920s, and then it's like the 60s. It's <laughs> and he's always old. He's always old. <laughs> always has a bald head for yeah. some reason. You're like, okay. <laughs> I do love old burn stories. And this is what, like, this is one of my favorite Mr. Burn stories. I do not watch a ton of Simpsons anymore, but <laughs> I love burn centric episodes sure. for sure. Sure. Uh, so. Burns emerges from the water when he sees Smithers pushes up to strangle him, basically. So he gets this extra burst of energy to get out of the water somehow and just strangle Smithers. <laughs> then we see Burns in a robe. He's out of the water and uh, kind of contemplating how he, he never had a child. Yeah. Which is, I wonder how many women Burns has even hooked up with over the years. He's too busy, Steve. He's too much of a slave driver, you know. Oh, God. Well, sorry for the negative connotations there, but the, that uh, he's he's a he's a, a chimney sweep awarder. 
chimney sweep awarder, business owner, like yeah. running things guy. Yeah, so I guess he didn't have much time for love, so he never started a family, never is had it, a child. Isn't Burns supposed to be one of the Rothschilds? Uh, I like don't he's know. Modeled who he, after like a Rothschild guy. It doesn't surprise <clears throat> me um, that he would be modeled after Huge somebody extreme. tycoon man. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly who he's modeled after as a character. Um, I've seen him again. He's certainly Charles Foster Kane in many episodes, like Rosebud. Sure. This sure. one I don't see near as much Charles Foster Kane in there, but I don't know as much about the. Uh, but he's like the same the same kind of guy, like the big tycoon guy. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It, so it would seem that based on his multiple histories that we've seen over the years, that he's led a very uh, treasured and uh, you know high society life for as long as he's known. Um, so he shows Smithers his plan for death during this scene here where Smithers will be buried in the same coffin as him, which I really love. So it's a uh, burns on top and Smithers down below in the coffin. <laughs> like, like, we buried alive with me. <laughs> it's very tough. And Smithers is. Oh, goody. Yeah, so was it a little model? <laughs> yeah. Burns already has the little model made and Smithers is inside and his hands. Are, like, uh, yeah, it's tough. And then we get the THX thing, the, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the deep note from THX that they used to run in front of movies. Back I used to love day. that. My brother built his own like sound system when I was a kid, uh -huh. had it in his bedroom, and he was a tinkerer. It still is a tinkerer. He built like this giant sound system that like shakes the house. And he would play that sound and like the sound of like an airplane flying <laughs> and stuff. And so, yeah, I have fond memories of that. My uncle, one, my, one time my uncle Jimmy did not like it. By the way, Jordan doesn't actually have a brother. <laughs> That's an imaginary friend he keeps talking about and <laughs> called my brother. I've never heard of his uncle Jimmy before. So that's a new one to me. He just keeps introducing new characters to this podcast that I guess I'm supposed to keep up with. Yeah. So we got your dad. Your I sent brother, you the cats. The cast Jimmy. list. <laughs> like, I've never heard of uncle Jimmy and I think I've known you. you for a we're long sitting time. here staring at your run sheet. You didn't look at my run sheet that I send over every time before. There are no notes provided. I assure you. And my run sheet is basically so I don't get lost because my memory is so bad. Um, so we get Burns doing the a play on the toys trailer. So when he's in that little wheat field, that's the I don't know if you remember the Robin Williams trailer for toys I don't. back in the day. Uh. But that's what that is a play on where Robin Williams was just standing in the middle of a wheat field talking about this movie. Uh, that he couldn't wait to come out, and so that's what Mr. Burns is referencing here. Okay, I do know that for sure. All right, uh, and he tells the people of Springfield, "Hey, I'm looking for an heir, and I'm going to be holding auditions. Auditions, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> hey, I love that they, you, they they went with auditions and not like interviews because it it led to a lot of." great scenes <laughs> they do this a lot they did this with burns's money too we're like or maybe his grandpa's money yeah that's what it was i think after grandpa gets the money in season two from uh the dead mona the retirement lady i think he does kind of like an auction thing where he hears people's dumb ideas and like auto tries to pitch him on some stuff then I think they do the same thing later where it's like, yeah, you guys just tell me what you want me to do or sure. come audition for this. It's always a fun scene. Sure. Uh, we get Melhouse or sorry, Millhouse, Nelson and Martin all come up to audition to be the air. <laughs> Nelson punches Martin. 
<laughs> Burns is really liking Nelson. Gave him an extra point. Yeah, gave him an extra point for that. He likes Nelson. He called him the bully. He was like, an extra point for the bully. <laughs> extra point. Um, Burns does not like Lisa. No girls allowed. She did it as like a like a protest. <laughs> always. That's always what Lisa does. <laughs> um, Bart goes out for an audition, and Marge is completely on board with it because um, she... <laughs> just talks about how much money he can potentially make for all of them and then she goes into a dream sequence about how he's going to graduate from the most expensive college and at his graduation she gets swept into space by lee majors the six million dollar man yeah and that sound that's like yeah, like watching this as a kid i'm like what the hell is happening right now it's so funny though because it's just like that's a little marge's little fantasy that she lives over and over again that's what i imagine my wife is doing every minute of the day <laughs> she's just got some lee majors figure just in her brain she's like mm-hmm. <laughs> just getting swept away in her brain over and over oh, like, i get it yeah, well. um so bart gets pushed on stage by homer and he, he has these cue cards that Homer wrote for him. They clearly say Mr. Kearns instead of <laughs> Mr. Burns. And Homer's like, oh, he read card good. <laughs> you know, the cards are just so poorly written. Um, Bart tries to correct it to Mr. Burns, and I think Homer yells out Kearns again just to reinforce <laughs> that it is Kearns, not Mr. Not Burns. Burns. It's all so dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Burns is not happy uh, with Bart's performance, so he he goes to the back and starts this giant crank. It's a big old wheel <laughs> that descends this like accordion <laughs> boot from the ceiling, <laughs> and he has to carefully position Bart into just the right yeah, he's spot. Like, scooch over, please. To, <clears throat> to basically get kicked with this accordion boot. <laughs> And so everyone would see it happening for almost like 30 seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while it's lowering it takes forever. That's what you get when you're super rich like that. It's incredible. You do whatever you want. I really applaud Burns's uh moxie to just go for booting a child in the rear end <laughs> here. And it's like, oh man, he just goes for it. And he's like, what are they going to do? They auditioned for my money, right? What are they going to do? <laughs> uh, Simpson's family leaves the Burns property. Homer tells them they tried and failed, or sorry, they tried and failed. So the lesson here is never try. <laughs> a great lesson, in my opinion, Jordan. That's solid advice. Yeah. Any other Homer advice you really enjoy following? Oh God, not off the top of my head, but Homer Homer delves out the best advice. He lives like a champion. He really does. He really does, and they they do that a lot. Uh, obviously, in The Simpsons, we're very underprepared with any kind of callbacks or quotes to uh, to saying that in <laughs> in episodes. But yeah, he he delves out a lot of advice. I do like when Homer indicates that weaseling out of things is the only thing that separates us from the animals, <laughs> except the weasel. Except the weasel. <laughs> very good exactly <laughs> it's very solid you're right <laughs> that is what separates us from the animals except the weasel <laughs> none of the other animals can do that logical um so burn says he's gonna have to leave all his money to the egg advisory council oh yes so lots of hate towards the egg council at this uh, period in time it seems like on the simpsons writing staff uh and then you see bart start to throw rocks through burns's windows so I don't know how Bart got loose from his parents after they were walking to the car, or maybe he went back or something spin like that. Move. Yeah, spin move. Uh, but Bart goes ham. Like, 
turns on hoses, destroys statues. Surprised he didn't release the hounds. Yeah, I don't know why Burns didn't release the hounds on this one. He loves releasing those hounds. I know there was a deleted scene. This is the one they referenced with the Richard Simmons uh, bots. (laughs) Um, So in the 138th episode spectacular or whatever, this is where they talk about the Richard Simmons robots that would come out or whatever, but they cut that from here. Oh, really? From this episode? Mm -hmm. That was this one. So I guess they didn't want to do release the hounds, so they went with him just telling him to leave. Uh, So let me get back to the Simpsons home. Uh, oh, sorry. Bart does throw a rock and knocks out Smithers, and Burns loves it. So <laughs> Burns is going to choose Homer to be his heir. Bart. Or, sorry, Bar- Burns is going to choose Bart. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Sorry, I get confused here looking at the names in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Burns and Homer, we go back. They're signing the paperwork. Homer can't wait for Burns to die. It's a really beautiful sentiment, you know, when, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, you know, he, he suggests or he tries to give him a heart attack. That's what happens first. It just uh, like yells boo. At just him, trying right? to scare him into his heart, his heart keeling out and grandpa's there. <laughs> I don't think we've seen grandpa yet this episode. <laughs> so this is his first appearance when he goes into a heart attack. When Homer's <laughs> trying to scare Burns, <laughs> he yells boo. At Burns. <laughs> <laughs> first appearance of Abe is over there during He's the heart attack. heart attack. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so oh, I spelled stairs wrong. Um, <laughs> Then Homer suggests pushing Burns down the stairs. I like that idea. That's a good one for old man Burns. Yeah, that'll work. Except Smithers is always right there. You're right. That's true. Smithers is always right there. I'm amazed Smithers hasn't just pushed Burns downstairs. I know he loves him. Very surprised about that. Yeah, you. I guess because he's not in the will and he knows it. He's like, I'm out of a job here. This is all I've got. He already told me I'm dying with him. That's true. (laughs) I'm going to be thrown in the coffin. There's no point. (laughs) Terrible. Uh, So then we get back to the Burns homes or sorry, the Burns home. Uh, Burns is hanging out with Bart. They're at a long dinner table with Smithers and Bart says he wants pizza delivered by Krusty. (laughs) great power move in my opinion if you could ask burns for any meal that you wanted what would you go with delivered I, by anyone but uh am i 10 years old or am i 38 years old great question let's go 10 years old in any year it could be you're 10 years old right now or 10 years old in 95 it's the same answer for both ages oh let's chicken hear fried it. steak chicken fried steak delivered by um robin williams ken griffey jr (laughs) (laughs) yes cool robin williams is dead not when i'm 10 he wasn't okay all right well i'm sure he'd be very depressed to know that he had to go deliver a chicken fried steak for 50 grand or something (laughs) some kid 400 bucks is all he gave him crusty yeah crusty crusty is not near as big as robin williams i feel like (laughs) he's never been a lead in a motion picture or anything (laughs) like that so crusty's not on that level (laughs) yes crusty does show up instead of doing a show yeah uh, put on a rerun (laughs) Put on a rerun of when the Falkland Islands were invaded. <laughs> just great. So I think that's like April 12th of like, I forget what year, but long before this is like 89 yeah, or something I like that. I didn't that. look it up, but I figured it was like late 80s. It showed up on one of the little research pages <laughs> I was looking at. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a funny gag. Uh, so uh, Burns starts showing Bart around the series of hidden surveillance cameras he mm-hmm. planted in every home. 
this is nice. This is a nice touch uh, that he's it basically invented like spying in people's homes. Uh, he's big brother government style. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Burns just went ahead and did that as a private guy <laughs> Burns like, is in half of them are in the bathroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a creep. All right. <laughs> so then Bart gets to go back home and starts bragging about how great it is to live there. He flicks peas at least <laughs> at the dinner table, which is just a good brother sister gag <laughs> to which she's obviously complains like mom Bart's flicking peas at me. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Oh, yes. Homer's like, get out of the way. Your brother's peas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Bart is instantly now Homer's favorite because uh, he's the money. He's the golden goose. Basically, <laughs> he's the cash cow. You're like, okay, that's the kid who can get us all that money. So whatever he says goes. Yep. Um, Bart knows it until Bart gives away the end piece of the meatloaf and he gives it to Santa's little helper, the dog. Yeah. And Homer is infuriated. That was the last straw. You don't do that. Exactly. I will not stand by while you feed a hungry dog. He might have gone away if it was just like a regular slice from like the mm-hmm. innards, but it was that. It the, was that end piece. The end piece. Homer wanted that golden that coating. Crust. Yeah, that crust on the <sighs> end there. It's delicious. What do you go with on top of your meatloaf? You're going to be surprised. Oh, mustard? It's no, 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 no. So this is my own my own recipe. And Ranch? Nope. Um, no, it's still tomato based. Okay. But I get, I get, now stay with me here. I get ketchup, which is normal, obviously, right? And then I mix ketchup with orange marmalade, and it is insanely good. And then I put stewed tomatoes over the top of that and then kind of keep basing that orange marmalade ketchup thing. It's that vinegar plus that orange marmalade. I tell you, Steve, it's a winner. It's super delicious. Sounds delightful. It's really good. I'll have to come over and watch you make it for me. <laughs> uh, so. Then Bart and Homer get in an argument, and Bart, this is probably my favorite scene, or favorite moment of the episode, where Bart throws flowers in his face <laughs> and says, go eat some flowers. It's like my secret shame. And Homer casts and says it's a secret shame, <laughs> clearly implying that Bart saw this on the surveillance cameras, because you can see everybody's secret stuff, yeah. so Bart was like, does Homer eat flowers? They were what tulips or something? Because yeah, I, he said that uh, they were from Holland. Okay, they made, I, they made some joke about how that's I why that's it. why you go to Holland. Yeah. Okay. I I did not catch the Holland reference. Isn't tulips where Holland? Aren't they Probably. famous? Famous for those? They're famous for Heineken, I think, and lots of weed. Yep, I know that red light district. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which is where you get your car's red lights taillights fixed i believe so yeah in in the states here our taillights are red i don't know about everywhere i would imagine so though i think that's universal is it universal I'm the red sure. taillights yeah. okay i don't know they drive on weird sides of the road man you yeah. can kill people over in the uk there's some continuity in some things red means stop M- matthew broderick killed a guy uh maybe it was a lady <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying he did <laughs> dearborn iowa no, not in Dearborn, Iowa, over in Ireland, because he was driving on the wrong side of the road. That's right. I'm not fooling. He's a killer. So we go back to Burns' home. Bart returns there. Homer drives up and runs over Bart's bike in the process. <laughs> I did enjoy that. So Bart rode his bike <laughs> over there. Burns is very happy to see that Bart has come home to his Burns home. And... <laughs> This is where we get Homer saying the I'm not going to leave or else what What are you going to do? Release the dogs or the bees or the dogs with bees in their mouth that shoot bees at you or <laughs> they something. They bark. They shoot bees at yeah. you. So dumb. <laughs> um, so 
the Simpson family goes to the police. Wiggum won't help them. Says there can't be policing the whole town. <laughs> they can't police the whole city. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> so they end up going to attorney Lionel Hutz. Immediately, they cut to Judge Snyder ruling that the court rules in favor of Montgomery Burns as Bart's biological father. <laughs> and he had like nine lawyers. Mm-hmm, and they're all shaking hands. <laughs> <laughs> to which March does immediately say, why do we keep hiring Lionel? <laughs> Who was trying to sell an orange Julius to Principal Skinner in, in he, his office. He did attempt to sell a half drink orange Julius to Principal Skinner. Because, yeah, his office is in the mall. So Skinner walked in asking if an orange Julius was around there. Yeah. And yeah, he tried to sell him half of it. Those are some of my favorite characters like him and like Gil, like the guys that are always down on their luck and like hustling. <laughs> I, I do like a downtrodden attorney at any point. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Downtrodden salesman like Gil yeah. just trying to sell real estate or cars or anything he can sell. Uh, so then Bart and Milhouse are hanging out at the Burns home. Uh, Bart has tons of stuff. Millhouse doesn't really want to chill anymore, though. So Bart's starting to feel a little isolated. That's what your possessions will do to you, Jordan. Yep. It all starts to feel empty after a while. It's just stuff. But going fast is not stuff. So Burns buys Bart a car. <laughs> and Bart goes out. On joyride. Exactly. Goes out on a joyride. What did he, he he obviously drove through like a holiday like, yeah, like a parade par- or something. Yeah, because there know. was like there was like, you know, elves and like Christmas stuff, and there was like a Hanukkah menorah. Yeah. And like- <laughs> he, he hit that little gnome, that's for sure. <laughs> he hit that guy. And so Homer and Marge, they've already gone to the police, they've gone to Lionel Hutz. So they have to go to this guy at Conformco Brain Deprogrammers. <laughs> and this guy says he can deprogram Bart because one time he helped Jane Fonda and he helped Paul McCartney get out of wings. <laughs> Homer's very upset about He's that. He's the best one. He was the best one. <laughs> uh, so you see the guy grab somebody and run into a motel room mm-hmm. and just start yelling at him for two weeks. And so you don't see who he's yelling to at. reprogram his brain, reprogramming his brain. <laughs> So then the reveal is that he grabbed Hans Mole Man instead of Bart. <laughs> so Hans Mole Man comes out of this motel room. There, which is understandable. Those guys do look the same. <laughs> it's pretty much the same person. And uh, Homer delighted. <laughs> he loves Mole Man. <laughs> he loves new Mole Man, his new son. <laughs> he doesn't care keeps, that it's not Bart. Keeps kissing him on the head. <laughs> yeah so hans loves homer too he's been programmed for two weeks to be like i love you dad <laughs> and i'm like you know he's a member of that family now that's what he believes he wears bart's clothes and like carries a skateboard it's incredible <laughs> mole man just looks great uh so then we cut back to bart and burns watching itchy and scratchy and uh burns is starting to genuinely laugh now at itchy and scratchy in kind of a creepy way yeah And Bart finally kind of gets to that point where he's like, man, I just want to go home. And it has been weeks at like, it just took two weeks for the reprogramming and stuff like that. So Burns goes into his little surveillance room and he's like, your family doesn't even want you back. (laughs) And so he pulls up the in-home surveillance. Again, the surveillance system, very important to this episode. So he pulls it up (laughs) and you see the Simpson family by all accounts trying to talk like the Simpson family, but the Homer says 
Bo and Bo. it says they've moved on from Bart. Yeah. They don't even miss him anymore. Obviously, f- not them for real. Right. So Burns <laughs> has to walk to the next room, apparently, where there is a soundstage with these <laughs> actors. So just outside of the surveillance area, if you walk out one door, there's a soundstage. Just that door right there. And all the actors are there where Burns is people, people, people. This <laughs> is not working. It turns director immediately. People. He's so hands on. I love <laughs> hands on Burns. <laughs> And so he's grabbing the script and he's like, you're getting it all wrong. He says, no, it's incredible. And I, I guess it's a Michael Caine style actor who's playing Homer. Yeah. That guy that's like, I don't know him. B. Yeah. just amazing so, i wouldn't feel like this character would do that mb the marge takes her mask off and starts smoking immediately yeah. like just actors going ham out there so they give it another take burns comes in they nailed the line where they say duh oh instead <laughs> of bow and bart is fully convinced fully convinced that's right it's them all right so now Bart is convinced to stay. Burns buys Bart a suit and decides to show him how to fire employees. Yep. Says he's got to fix his posture. <laughs> yes, that's true. Get a mighty hump. Get a mighty hump. <laughs> that's right. I forget. <laughs> they tell him about his mighty hump. <laughs> so the first thing they do is they call in Lenny. Burns calls him <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> I like that they call him Leonard. Leonard. Because that's <laughs> the name that's on his like W2. Correct. Yeah, that's what you would know him as is Leonard. Um, and so he basically says, all right, Leonard, explain to me why you should keep your job without using the letter E. <laughs> Incredible ask of an employee. On, just that's your performance review. Just tell me why you, you should, should get keep fired. your job. Yeah. And so Lenny gives it a good college. Yeah, he try. reacts like anybody's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're thinking about every single word that you're saying. I'm a good work guy. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as he stumbles on worker instead of work guy, God, it's like you thought fired. about it. Yeah, e. you thought yeah. about saying an E. You're so fired. <laughs> So he drops him into the burns hits a button and the floor opens up and he's dropped into a pit yes. like I'd imagine this is like a James Bond villain thing or I don't know the first person to have the pit drop or whatever, right. but I love a pit drop button no matter what it's right, beautiful like, and, uh, and a, not even escape hatch like an ejection hatch. Yeah, and so it <laughs> sounds like a deep pit that Lenny just <laughs> yeah. fell into here based on the sound design. It's, <laughs> like he's way down in a well or something. It's like, oh man. Um, so then Homer, next one in to be fired here. Bart is the one who has to fire Homer. Who's following a trail of donuts. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was following a trail of donuts. <laughs> Bart won't do it though. Instead, he decides to fire Mr. Burns, even though he'll lose all the money and the blockbuster card. And everything else Mr. Burns has given him. Good job, Bart. He makes the right decision. And then Bart kind of maneuvers Mr. Burns into a spot where he'll be dropped into the pit (laughs) of firing there. (laughs) And he hits the button. Down Burns goes and Smithers jumps right in after him. (laughs) Says, try to land on Leonard's carcass. Yeah. (laughs) So 
Lenny is dead. Lenny, if there's a Lenny's carcass. <laughs> if there is a carcass. I mean, I liked to imagine that they they would like go down this long thing and then it turns into like a slide and then they end up just like slowing down and sliding out and popping out in like a room and they show you to your car. <laughs> it's your exit area. Yeah, they've yeah. got they've got your car like waiting there already and they're like, get the hell out of here. That would actually be really nice if you got to go on a little <laughs> water slide at the very end of your job. <laughs> I'd really like that. Uh, the water is just tears of other employees that have been fired. Oh, though. that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and said <it's> salty <laughs> back at the Simpson home. The whole family is there and uh, Homer introduces Bart to his new brother <laughs> Hans Mole man. <laughs> Homer just loves him some mole man. He's just kissing his head some more. I love that. It's that it is always I think always pronounced mole man and not mm-hmm. moleman. Mm-hmm. So it's like Hans Moleman, you know, but like <laughs> Hans Mole man. Oh, no, it's mole man. <laughs> and uh, Marge definitely says she wants that thing out of her house. <laughs> so she refers to to old mole man there as a thing, unfortunately. And mole man lives at he lives at the retirement place with grandpa, doesn't he? I believe that's the yeah. first time we saw her again, but. <laughs> I think he was also in AA that one time and said he was like 30 years old. Like, right. the mole man's all over the board. Like, I don't know where he fits in to like society. Oh, so, yes, I think he's an old, decrepit man, but I also think he's 30 years old who goes to AA or something. Right. Like, he's like, he's like Jack, Robin Williams Jack. Yeah, I disease. don't know what he's doing, old mole hmm. man. Yeah. Well, that takes us to the end of this one. Next week will be on episode 22, and there's only 24 episodes in season one, so we're right down to the end here. We've almost done it. Then we get to flip that clock over soon, so if you enjoyed Sideshow Frasier, go out there, leave us those five-star reviews. Don't be like that, uh, those new cats, all the, that one guy with his one-star stick (laughs) up his butt, but I actually do applaud it. I appreciate him listening and voicing his concern. It was me. That's what I figured. I was like, I know this is Jordan. No. I can see who this is. He wrote some nasty stuff here. (laughs) So, anyway, we appreciate you listening. Give us a follow on Sideshow Frazier at Instagram or where I think Instagram's where we're probably the most active but listen wherever podcast on spotify itunes wherever on earth you're listening right now go leave us a little review pound that star button have a good time with it i'm steve shackelford this is jordan wilson we'll see you next time on sideshow frazier (laughs) 